Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Want to welcome everyone to another episode of Blog Talk Radio. This is your cousin, your um, brother, your, I don't know who I am to so many of you, some of you, my, your father. This is Seth, Brother Seth, and we will be having a very important show tonight. I thought I'd jump in here and start off by doing a little intro. Uh, family, listen, tonight, tonight, tonight is a very important show to me, and I believe it's going to be to you. So I want to welcome all of the friends of Five Smooth Stones. Five Smooth Stones, I want to welcome all the friends that are listening all over probably the planet, as well as my family that should be, some of us should be tuning in, and I see some family members already in the house. Just want to just thank you, uh, those of you that are already here early, looking, uh, uh, inquiring, uh, digging, researching. That's the only kind of people we get at this show. Five Smooth Stones draw a lot of listeners uh, that are really about the father's business. Not that we always, like any blog, get those that are itching ears, but they don't stay long. Just want to say tonight is a show, and love is our foundation. No matter what we cover, no matter what we talk about on the show, remember, family, love is the bottom line for any and everything we discuss here at Five Smooth Stones. So tonight is a special program. Again, tonight is not the Douglas Kennedy uh, Family and Friends Network. Tonight is a special program presented by Five Smooth Stones, and uh, it will be for mature audience only, although uh, it's going to be... It's gonna, there, okay, let me just go ahead and just <laughs> quick hint. The show tonight is definitely pre-recorded. Uh, I'm here, but the show is definitely, definitely pre-recorded. It is a hot one, though, family. It's one of the most favorite shows of all time on Five Slow Stones. You've got to hear what Arlene and I is about to talk about. You've got to hear it. I am here, um, and uh, so just know that I'm here, but this show is definitely pre-recorded. Arlene's mother has passed. And uh, she's in Ohio. Her mother's passed, and she is in Ohio. And just she's been heavy in my spirit. And I've uh, uh, just decided to do this show that went went over very well. Arlene is a very smart lady, and you'll see that with the, the, some of the things she said tonight. Of course, I do most of the talking tonight, but Arlene is definitely going to be there and put it presenting and and giving her side and, and some revelations that God has given to her over the years with regards to this mystery topic. So it's coming your way shortly, folks. I'm telling you, you're in for a treat. I will tell you this, tonight's show is literally two hours and ten minutes. Tonight's show is literally two hours and ten minutes. And every single moment that I talk is, of course, you got to add these few minutes. But tonight's presentation is two hours and ten minutes. And uh, just just remember adding a few little minutes I'm talking here. But I just wanted to do something tonight. Uh, again, tonight is not a family show. It is a special presented by Five Soul Stones, uh, a very uh, controversial topic, but yet very important. And it's going to, I believe, enhance your relationship with the Father, which is our number one goal. But I think it's going to first uh, help you see yourself, uh, those of us that are 
struggling in this world of white supremacy. Uh, we got we got a president on the rise, a uh, president-elect that is uh, vowing in so many ways to just basically be a racist. And racism is on a rise, hate crime is on a rise, and our people are seeing a little bit discouraged. I think this show is a timeless show. I think this show is going to show you purpose and who we are as so-called African-Americans or black. I think you're going to see yourself, family, and friends in a completely different light after tonight. If you would just listen, I ask for you to have patience for this topic tonight. You cannot just hear it and hang up. You must listen for the to for in its entirety to understand what we're saying. We're going to be very clear. We're going to be very redundant. It is very clear what we're saying, but sometimes some things are so offensive, people just hang up and don't give it a chance. I warn you, friends of Five Smooth Stone, please give tonight's topic a little patience. Listen, listen, hear what we're saying, hear what we're not saying. Again, I want to just preface everything by letting everybody know. That we love all people. This is our statement of faith. We love all people. And I do not believe in the concept of race, so-called black man, so-called white man. We're going to prove without a shadow of doubt that's, that's a fallacy, that God put two people in that garden, everybody's springing from that garden. But we're going to go to some scriptures tonight. I'm giving you all a little hint. But we're going to get into it in a little bit. Again, this is a pre-recorded show. Pre-recorded show. But a hot one, one of our most favorite shows. It'll be, it'll, you'll be clicking on this link probably for the rest of your life. You'll be sending this link to friends and family, asking them, hey, listen, listen, listen to what Seth and Arlene talked about. This is really something. I guarantee you we have heard it over the years about this particular show. Okay? So I just want to say this, and then I'm going straight to the show. All right? When I play this, it's probably going to include a commercial also. When I play this, it's going to start all up again. It's probably going to say blog talk radio all over again, just because this is a pre-recorded show. But I just want to say this really quickly, okay? The Father loves you, friends of five smooth stones, white, black, Hispanic. We are truly one people. Yes, we are divided by region uh, in Genesis 10. The Bible talks about seven nations and different nations God used to do different things. But we're all family. And that is the goal of this show tonight, to prove without a shadow doubt that truly under all of the skin, we are one family. But many of you cannot articulate it. Many of you don't know why you're black. Many of you don't know why you're this color, that color. Many of you don't understand you just live in this planet and you're susceptible susceptible to white supremacy. Many of our elders do not understand what this skin they're wearing is. So they're, when you don't understand something, as Miles Monroe say, when you don't understand the thing, abuse is inevitable. If you don't understand dark skin, you just might believe any old Tom, Dick, and Harry that comes along and says that dark skin is a curse. So tonight we break the back of Satan and the back of white supremacy by dealing with that. And we give great news to people of color. And we give great news to our white brothers and sisters because some of them don't want to think some of the thoughts they think, but they can't help it when they look at us and they have no answers. So Brother Seth talks about something that the churches run from. Brother Seth, talk about something that a lot of you are too embarrassed to talk about in their workplace. Brother Seth 
and his wife Arlene have been doing this for many years. I have been all over the country, all over the world, 24 nations, inquiring, studying, asking questions. And I have been delivering for 25 years the thing we call Five Smooth Stones. Five Smooth Stones is nothing more than five topics from five questions I asked the Most High long time ago in 1988. So I asked the Father these five questions, or five questions, and he gave me five answers. You're going to hear me talk about some things over and over and over again. That's because that's what I'm called to do. Many of you are called to do something else. Great. Brother Seth is called to talk about five topics. So tonight we present one of those topics. Tonight we present one of those stones. Tonight we present one of those answers that the Father has given me, and I am that's, I am blessed to call it a smooth stone because it's untouchable. It's irrefutable. If you just do one thing, listener, just listen. Here we go. And you'll see black faces, the people in the book, yeah, they look like me. Change the faces of the color they took from me. Made from the purest of the rich dark mud. What color was he when it was all said and done? Tell me, what color would be the Israelite if he caught leprosy? His skin would turn white. Moses put his hand in his bosom and turned snow. Did it again and then went back to its natural tone. King Solomon said, I'm black, but I'm comely. Then what color would all of Solomon's sons be? Jesus went to a black Egypt to hide. How could that be done with blonde hair with blue eyes? Samson had seven lives. It talks about hair like wool, feet burnt like coal pot. Paul was mistaken for the Egyptian criminal. Could that be possible if he had a white visual? It's not about skin color, but close to that is just a fact. The people of the Bible are black. Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Dan, Aftali, Gad, Asher, Issachar, Zebulon, Joseph, and Benjamin. Direction. 
we know no one can take it away from us. No one can take it away from us. You know what I'm talking about, listener? The things that you experience in life, aren't they your experiences? Can anybody take them away from you? Now you know where I'm coming from. I mean, what you went through, you went through. What you know, you know. So this even is more important because it's biblical-based. It's biblical-based. There's a lot of teachings out there in our world, teaching of hatred, dividing people, causing wars. But I promise you one thing, and I don't make a whole lot of promises, but I promise you if you spend the time with us, and you get your Bible out and you put your heart out and you're honest about this study and you really seek the most high with us as we study this because we're we're learning and being reminded of some things that we forgot even, okay? So if you would do that with us, you will find out that this is far beyond hatred. This is one of those messages that help unite everybody because we show how everybody Come from one family, and we show how we became the different shades. And what's more important, we use science without making it a science class. And the third thing, in, in addition to the Bible and science, we use common sense stuff that is happening today. I mean, people can say, "Well, this is what happened ancient years ago." You weren't there, right? So how can you you just have to just trust them? Well, we do something a little different. We say, look out your window. Look at the people walking by. Isn't there charcoal black people in Africa producing white, white, white skin, babies with white, white, white skin? Is it somebody else's baby or is it their baby? This is why we don't like talking about white people as though they're from another planet, those of us that's out here are spewing this hatred. We are one family. One family, those dark-skinned people have very white babies with blonde hair and blue eyes. And we ask questions. Why did that happen? Why did that happen? Why did that happen? So and uh, so anyway, we're talking about Bible leprosy today, Bible leprosy today. What in the world is Bible leprosy? And why do you put Bible on it? Is leprosy just leprosy? No. No, no, no. And I'll share with you a little later on how that you'll see the difference. Uh, what they call leprosy today is not leprosy of the Bible, okay? So we're going to get into some scriptures. Folks, you're going to need your Bible. So go get your Bible, please. Harry, Harry. For starts, you can turn to Leviticus 13 and just leave it open until we get into it. But we're going to be sharing other scriptures as well, okay? Uh, and get your notepads and pencils. But more importantly, get the right heart. Okay, don't think that we're preaching hatred. Those of you that might be uh, black, white out there that's listening, it may be a sound a little offensive, but I promise you, I have nothing in my heart but love for you. Scripture says it like this. Whatsoever is not done out of love is a sin. It's a sin. And I'm not trying to sin on this Sabbath or on this Saturday or on this Shabbat. I'm not trying. No, any day, really, okay? I mean, I got my issues. I got my challenges. I'm not a perfect man. But like I said earlier, what I've learned, what I know, I know, and no one can take that away. 
just like you, listener, what you know, you know, okay? You may struggle in some areas, you know, different areas of your life, but does that take away from the things that you know for sure? No. So as it is with myself. So we're talking about Bible leprosy today. We submit to you that Bible leprosy, a form of leprosy, a form of leprosy. It's not all of leprosy, but a form of leprosy. It's nothing more than albinism, albinoism, and vitiligo. We submit that to you today, and we go into the scriptures and show you why and how this is so important. It is vitally important, okay? It's one thing to show you in the scripture, but you need to understand why and how is it, what does it relate to today, Seth? You got me up here at 11 o'clock Central Standard Time talking about this, this leprosy, but what does it have to do with my salvation? What does it have to do with my kids? What does it have to do with my everyday life? Folks, if it don't have nothing to do with your life today and who you are today, we simply don't talk about it. It's just that simple. If we're talking about it, you need it. If we're talking about it, you need it. It's just that simple. Okay? So uh, let's go ahead and open up first and foremost with a word of prayer, and then we're going to jump right into Bible leprosy and how it relates to you today, okay? Dear Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for another day, another opportunity to come to you, another opportunity to seek your face, another opportunity to read your word, another opportunity to use your word, be obedient, and get the blessings from it. Father, you said to your son that man shall live by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of the Most High. So we're just seeking a word that you've spoken through the scriptures. We want to know what it means. We want to know how it relates to today. We ask that you reveal this unto your servants that seek you, those that seek you with all their heart, those that really inquire, those that are really Seeking you, Father, we ask that you will reward us today as you have said in your word. And we know that you will. We just, again, want to thank you for your mercy and your love. Help us to understand your heart in this matter. What did you say? Why did you put this in the Bible? Why did you, why were the prophets cursing people with this thing? What is this plague? And, and just help us to understand this, Father, that we may destroy all idolatry on our planet today. These things we ask in your son's name. Amen. Folks, again, um, I'm Brother Seth. You are listening to host, the host, Five Smooth Stones. The name are uh, host, Five Smooth Stones. In the future, we're going to be having websites and uh, other things where you guys can actually get a little bit more. And please forgive me for saying, guys, it's just a bad habit. But, you know, um, we're going to have a website. Uh, and other sites. We right now we have the library. Once you go to Five Smooth Stones, our front page. You have to go to the front page to get this. Right under the picture is a link to uh, my library. My library. Google has my library, and uh, it's going to list all the different books that the Most High blessed me to come across that help me in my walk with Him. They help me understand a lot of things. Okay but especially these five topics I talk about, which is these, what we call five stones, five smooth stones, okay? Now, uh, under that, um, 
always read the comments whenever you see comments on the show page or on the big the main page because I post a lot of links. And also read the entire description of leprosy because inside of the description of the show, I post links. So don't just read the first three lines of the description of the show and be done with it. You're missing out. I got two real nice videos. Now, don't watch it now. Else you won't, you'll probably tune me out because they're very interesting. Not that I'm not interested, but I'm just saying these videos are, are very informative. So after the show is over, because obviously I want your undivided attention, please check out those two videos that's inside of the description. you got to move down, okay? Folks, uh, just a few things I want to cover before we jump into this. Um, and Arlene, you want to say hi, Arlene is, is here now. Shabbat Shalom, everyone. So, and yes, Shabbat Shalom to everybody. That just means Saturday, peace. It's Saturday, today is the Shabbat, and then peace, Shabbat Shalom. We like to say it in Hebrew, but don't let it flip you out if you don't understand that. Okay, now, folks, we do this every single Saturday. We're not talking about just leprosy on Saturday. We actually start off talking about being justified by by faith and not by your works. We talked about the righteousness that Christ provided when he died, came and died for us. Please check that out, especially you Hebrew Israelites that are trying to be justified by the law. You've got to do this. You've got to check this out because you all are going down the wrong road and trying to be justified by works. You can never, ever, ever be justified by works. I don't care if you live as good as Moses. Moses' righteousness was as filthy rags. What do you think that make yours? I don't care how many times you keep the Shabbat and you say the, the different names of the Most High the proper way. Okay? Now, Having said that, Sundays, okay, I'm not done with, on Saturdays. Saturdays, we're going to do leprosy for probably, I was going to finalize today, but then I just thought about it. We haven't covered the pineal gland. We haven't covered the properties of melanin. Folks, there's no way we can close out leprosy today. So leprosy has to do with melanin. Has Leprosy is no pigmentation. Melanin is the proper balance of pigmentation. And I, don't, well, I can't say the proper balance, but it is just simply pigmentation, okay, because only Adam had the proper balance, Adam and Eve. Anyway, uh, so we're going to do this a little bit longer, then we're going to get into more uh, subjects later on. Sunday, Sunday's at 3.30 Central Standard Time. Central Standard Time. We're talking about how we know we Israel. Again, family, this is a pre-recorded show. Just going to some preliminaries. Uh, you got a hot one coming your way. I promise you, we're going to start off slow, but we're going to end up saying some things that you have never heard, never be the same. Mark your Bibles. Get your recorders, uh, notepads, because we're going to break the back of white supremacy tonight, showing you uh, all about uh, how we become the different hues of colors we are, how God made two brown people in the dust from the dust, from the dirt. We're going to talk about that, how we know that dirt was the same dirt of the scriptures. We're going to talk about exactly who are we uh, in terms of scientifically. We're going to go into a little science. We're going to hit the scriptures very hard, and you're going to see some things that you never heard at these churches. No disrespect to churches. They do what they can, but a lot of them choose not to go down this road. They know the scripture. They know what I'm talking about, the scripture. A lot of pastors, I talk to them all the time, but they can't talk about these things because they feel like this divide churches. So, uh, again, I'm going to go right to the, the, the topic at hand, but just know, family, again, um, this is going to start off in gear one because we have to lay some foundation. Lots of people feel like it may be hate or disrespect for others, so we can't just jump into it. 
But we're going to lay a good foundation. Enjoy, enjoy again a pre recorded show, Hot Show, one of our most popular shows on Five Smooth Stone. Tuesday nights, Tuesday night, late night, midnight for you late hours. I invite people from different countries. Okay, I'll to, go ahead and to, just say one more yeah. thing since that's talking about it. Tuesday night. These shows we no longer have on, uh, uh, these are old shows, these old times. Uh, we only have shows now on Tuesday. And uh, so while I'm in there, I have a family listening tonight. want to just remind the family we'll go back to our um, regular programming on Tuesday uh, with the Douglas County Family Friends Network on Tuesday. Uh, but tonight, tonight, tonight is a special presentation by Five Smooth Stones where we're talking about something that is really going to break the back of white supremacy. Those of you that don't have a answers to why uh, you look the way you look and you just, just seem to find yourself subconsciously uh, idolizing white skin, white people uh, uh, in a very way that is not godly, uh, we'll address that in a little bit, okay? So, uh, and whites, those of you listening to my white brothers and sisters that are listening on Fast Food Uncles, there's several of you out there that do that. Many of you have expressed appreciation for this topic, but a lot of our brothers, black brothers, just don't know about you. They think that you offended. So uh, hopefully you'll just stay tuned in and um, and just listen and maybe go to the comments page on Five Food Song and drop some comments letting everybody know just how much you have appreciated this topic over the years because many don't know how blessed a lot of our white brothers have been by even understanding how they come into being and how that black man, that black woman, the dark-skinned people was the original people on this planet, including the Israelites and everybody else. And how did the white skin come about? This is a very hot topic, very controversial, but very needed. Again, you won't hear this in a lot of our churches, so here we go. Nights, okay? Folks, please listen to the archives, and you'll be able to get a, 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 a nice uh, idea of what's going on, Okay. Now, so today we're talking about leprosy, 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 leprosy. All right. Now, many of you probably have asked this question to yourself. If these people are true, that civilization started with so-called black people, because they weren't called black people back then. They were just people that was dust colored. The most high made men out of the dust of the earth. They asked this question. If Civilization started with um, uh, if civilization started uh, with dust-colored people, not to guess. If civilization started with dust-colored people, how did white people come on the scene? That's very normal, very natural. You don't have to be feeling like you're a racist because you asked that question. It's just very normal and natural to want to know that. Okay, very smart question, folks. Don't run from what you really feel deep inside. You're not a racist because you ask these questions. All right, so people ask that. What? And then, you know, if you're asking it and your heart is right, some kind of way it has to do with your relationship with the Most High. Again, if your heart is right. Now, if you're just a hater, you're looking to hate niggers and you're looking to hate honkies or, or whatever you call each other, and you got this all this stuff in your heart, because that's what y'all, that's the language y'all use, some of y'all. The only reason I'm using this now. But you're looking to hate, then I'm not talking about you. But I'm talking about if you're, if you're seriously asking these kinds of questions, many other people are too. So what we want to do today is we want to share with you uh, 
plague that's in the Bible. There's no other plague that get a whole chapter. It's not a sickness, and it's not a disease. I'm talking about leprosy. It's not a sickness, and it's not a dis-ease. It doesn't dis-ease. It's just a plague. There is no cure for vitiligo, really. I mean, they can't stop you from getting it, what I'm saying. They can kind of cover you up once you get it. There is no cure for, for albinoism. Nobody knows what causes those two. You know why they don't know? Because people was cursed back in the Bible days, and it carries on through the day, and man will never, ever come up with a cure. Arlene, I don't want to, you know, I want you to jump in any time, you know. Well, how do you feel about this whole topic before we jump in here and start looking at other scriptures? How do you feel? Actually, we're going to recap first. We'll do a little recap in first, maybe the first um, 30 minutes. I mean, first, we'll do about 45 minutes of recap, and then we'll get into some new stuff. How do you feel so far about this whole, um, whole thing? Well, I feel like it's important because, as we've gone along, I know in, in, in my experience that uh, I um, grew up with uh, in a traditional type church setting, and you know I was inundated with the white images, and you know I, I entered into a relationship with the Most High, thinking that He, His Son, that His Son at least that came to Earth, it came into uh, the flesh of white white skin. You know, looks like the people that I'd always seen in the Bible, those pictures that people had always shown that you always see in churches. And so I was sincere, and I felt that I really um, opened myself up to a relationship with God. But as I've lived my life, I've always had questions, you know, about what's happening with black people. Why is our history starts in slavery in America? What happened to us before that? You know, why is it that it seems like it's so hard for us? You know, we can't come together. It seems like we're always the brunt of jokes and we're at the bottom of the economic cycle and it's hard for our families to come together. And I'm talking about the mass. The mass is not just, you know, there are lots of people that are making it, that are successful and, and this kind of thing. But I'm just talking about the masses. If you look at the whole entire population, you know, our net income is much lower than any other group in the country, even newly arrived groups. And so it just always has felt like, you know, we were less than. There was something wrong with black people. We're always striving and struggling and just can't seem to get ahead. And so when I found out that we actually have a direct bloodline connection to uh, to Jesus, to Yeshua, and that there's a purpose for us to be here and that we're suffering as a result of disobedience, it helps me to understand why we go through so much. It also helps me to properly uh, contemplate appropriating all that was provided for me because before I saw other people, you know, being blessed or prospering, and for whatever reason, I didn't really run out there and grab it for myself. I'm not sure if I had low self-esteem or, you know, if I started believing some of the lies. I don't know what it was, but I know this: that when you're taught a lie, you have to take in the truth to really change your perspective. And if I hadn't been mistaught, if we all hadn't been mistaught and measured according to a standard that's based on one nation of people that we can never meet, then we wouldn't have to right the wrong. So 
because we've lived a life through one perspective, there's another perspective. And so now I think it's important just to take down all the lies, you know, to take and, and bring forth all the hidden truth and let everybody who will serve the Most High and live in harmony, you know. And that's all that we're trying to do is just speak the truth, balance out life by removing all the lies that we've been taught. Well put, well put. I want you all to think about something with me, okay? I want you to think about something. I'm going to make a statement that's going to sound really crazy, and then I'm going to support it with common sense, and later we're going to, again, get into the scriptures. We're going to do a little recapping right now for the next hour. Uh, For those of you that have missed uh, all of them, because you have to listen to literally all of them, because I've said in different uh, episodes, I've said different things that I didn't say in the other ones. So we're going to try to recap everything. So we're going to talk a little fast. So this is going to be very interesting. You want to get your pen out. You might want to record this if you can, okay? All right. Now, let me show to you very quickly in less than two minutes how it's it's not natural to be what we call today white. When I say not natural, it's natural to be it because the body does it. It's natural. That's not the proper word. The word I'm looking for is it's not, it wasn't the most high norm. It wasn't what he made us to be. Like, he didn't make us to be too tall. He didn't make us to be too short. I'm telling you, tallness and shortness both have diseases to it, associated with it. There's all kind of problems with knees and, and, and issues with, with people. I'm talking about extremely tall, seven foot and so forth. And they're extremely short. I'm talking about three feet. You know, that it's, it's always something associated with that that causes a diseasing. Okay, watch this. Watch this. Now, a plague is out of the norm. A plague means something that was put on somebody because of somebody's sin. Now, when you see somebody that is suffering from albinoism or bit of light, because that's what we're talking about today, white skin came out of that, but white people are not albinos in that they mix so much with melanin, their hair now is no longer blonde or, I mean, or white, white or blonde as the scriptures would talk about. We're going to actually read blonde hair and white hair in a second, so bear with us, okay? Y'all don't get antsy. we got to lay this foundation, got to lay this foundation. But I'm trying to show you right now how it is not, in the most high normal process that these things kept, because it wasn't in his normal uh, order of things that people suffer. No disease, disease, plague, or sickness was in his plan. Christ came that we may have life and have it more abundantly, as the scripture says. The most high put before us Death and life, and he said, choose life. Why did he put death? So we can have a choice. He gets more glory if we have a choice. If we don't have a choice, we're robots. Or we're not robots. We're like angels. We don't have a, I mean, all I'm saying is he put in front of us both death and life. This is what makes us uniquely a man, if you will. Or, you know, really imitators of God. We're like we're like little tiny gods under God. And that's um, Psalm I think it's eighty two was more, what David said, yeah God. And then and Yeshua Christ said the same thing. But anyway, I want to get off on that. Uh let me show you how it's not natural though. 
to have white skin. I want you to look around. Everywhere there is life, you'll see every once in a while a white image pop out of even a plant. On the display, if you're looking at the internet, I'm showing you leprosy in different forms. In the last form, I show you a leopard. Um, I show you people on this site. I show you actually a deer, uh, some deer. Y'all looking at that? If you can just look at the uh, the uh, the show's uh, description page on the on the page that's talking about leprosy, you'll see some deers running. Two deers are brown, one of them is albino. You don't just look at that and just move on. Albinoism comes into it happens with everything that has life. There's an albino fish. There's albino uh, animals. Uh, there's a, any animal you can think of. Every once I don't know how many thousand births, but it'll produce a white one. That's not the most high order. It's simply not. And let me show you why. Because if it's his order, and he meant for it to be forever, then watch this. Here is what I call a, a root. Remember, those of you that have been keeping up with each show, every show I provide for you a root. A root is something that I say that is very true that everybody listening can agree with. We know it's like if I say if I throw a pencil up in the air, it's going to fall down. We all agree on that, right? We call those an obvious truth. But this obvious truth is going to make what I'm trying to say more acceptable. Like you might not quite quite agree with me yet, but when you listen to this root, it's going to make you go, well, I'm going to keep listening. That is a very interesting point, that root he just pulled. So here goes your first root for today. Okay? I was on a plane. Some of you already heard this before, but bear with me. Some of, some people haven't. I was on a plane, and I was talking to a gentleman, and I was talking about, um, we was talking about, I forget what, but it's some one of these songs, or one of these five smooth songs, one of these topics. And I said to him, do you believe that white people should live forever? He got offended, which he should have, because the question is kind of, you know, is kind of in your face. And he said, well, yeah. Don't you think black people should live forever? And I said, yeah, I would like to see black people live forever. And so I said, well, do you believe that we should forget about color and racism and white and black and just love each other and just forget about all this foolishness, he said, oh, by golly, yes. I mean, we all, went all off saying, you know, racism just destroying our planet and blah, blah, blah. And I say, so you believe that white people should live forever? You just said yes. And you said that you believe we should love everybody and forget color and forget all this racism. I said, you can't have both of those. He said, what do you mean? I said, you can't have both of your wishes. Because if we forgot about color, forgot about racism, and race and blacks are superior and whites are superior and blacks are good at sports and whites are smart and all these lies, lies, white neighborhoods is better White people seem to be smarter. 
black people more athletic, better entertainers, all these lies, if we got all these lies, I say, if we told the truth, you'd be annihilated. White people would be annihilated. So what do you mean? I said, because black is the dominant gene. Dark-skinned people's genes are more dominant than recessive white genes. And when they mix, the baby or children come out non-white. You literally will annihilate the white race if we love each other, just forgave each other, forgot about color, put the past behind us, forget about racism. My friend, you will literally annihilate white people. And he looked really strange. Because he never thought about that. Truth of the matter is, white people will always be around. White people will always be around. It's just white skin is what's in danger. That we're talking about this Saturday morning. White skin is in danger, not white people. And should white people care about preserving something that loves? destroyed, should white people care about something or black people care about something or anybody care about a look or ethnic if love, forgiving one another, walking color blindness, destroyed, we should not even give a hoot about what color people are going to turn out. We should pursue love. But what am I saying? If if love annihilates, if being colorblind erases a people, could that people have been the most high order? Come on, folks. I know it's a little early for y'all, but you're not that dumb. Of course. Of course we shouldn't care about it. That's the problem. This whole notion of being white is a myth. The whole notion of being black is a myth. The most high don't acknowledge none of that. The Bible don't even have white or black in it. It does acknowledge nations. There is a such thing as nations. Now, there is a difference between nations like the Jebusites, the Amorites, the Amalekites, the Israelites. You bet certain Amalekites and Israelites, there's certain blessings and curses associated with them nation. That's the only thing the most high acknowledge. So what is this so-called white and black? It's man-made, man-made. White people have used corruption and lies and deception. It's actually not white people. Please forgive me. It's Satan. It's Satan. I was trying to do two things on this with my coffee, and I said that wrong. But I meant it all along, Satan. He created this lie to divide us, to divide and conquer we used to say white people divide and conquer. No, they don't. Satan divides and conquers. Satan put with the scripture says we have three enemies. The scripture says we have three enemies, folks. The world, the flesh, and Satan. I'm gonna say that again. The world, the flesh, and Satan. These are our three enemies. The Bible says and Ephesians 6, write this down, Ephesians 6, 
It says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Our war is not with white people, black people. It's not. Our war is against spiritual wickedness. This is what we get into on Thursday night when we talk about demons and angels and spiritual warfare and the one world government, the new world order. Folks, listen to me. White people is very smart as a people because they are up. We are them, they are us. It's just one humanity. So you, if you call yourself dumb, you call them white people dumb. You call white people smart, you call yourself smart. We all want people. But nobody is that smart to do to black people what has been done to them except the most high be with them. I know I got that right, as Maddie Moss Clark used to say. I know I got that right. So, folks, what I'm saying to you, just let's think about this. Over the years, Satan has used white people and some black people and some other people, because white people can't be successful if some other people ain't up there. Watch this. They've been, the thoughts of white supremacy is a lie. The thoughts, the theology of white supremacy is a lie. Okay? They told lies about the black man. They used to say we had a tail. But it was Satan speaking through them. We talk about how evil spirits, all spirits, including the Holy Spirit, wants a body. Every spirit has one thing in common. They want a body to occupy, to push their agenda. The Holy Spirit, obviously, is the one, the spirit you want to be possessed by. You want to be possessed by either one of them because you are no match to either one of them outside. Anyway, so these people say lies about black men, lies about black men, lies about black women, lies about black women, lies about black families, lies about black families. And this scare white people so much that they run out to the suburbs called white flight. It's happening today. The lie, the reason for that lie and our oppression because of these lies is to keep us separate. I know somebody, a light just went on in somebody's head. As long as we're separate, white can grow, can grow. But the once the truth is told about who we are as a people, our contribution, how everything started out, the most high, the planet he destroyed before this planet with the flood, that was a bunch of black folks. But they weren't called black people then. They were just dust-colored people, people with hue, people with color. He said in the book of Genesis that he made men from the dust of the earth. Look outside your window. Why now? Look outside your window. Get on your cell phone. Look to the highway briefly. Look, look, look what color is our planet. That's the color of your mom and your daddy, Adam and Eve. You see brown and green. Of course, they weren't green, but they were brown. That's the most high, what he called good, and it is good, and it is good, as he said in the book of Genesis. As he made everything, the earth, and he put his man, his woman in the garden, he said, it is good. He looked at that brown skin and said, it is good. You need to say the same thing, white man, black man, every other man. It is good. It is good. Not it is cursed. It is good. It is good. That it resonate in you. It is good. It is good. This is the natural order. This is the natural order. This is the origin, my friend. Brown and green. 
everything comes from brown and green. Now, look back out your window one more time. And I want you to think of everybody you have ever seen as so-called white or an albino. And just thinking, even a lot of light-skinned blacks, I'm serious, this is about science today. They're trying to don't get no brownie points for nobody. We can't make who we are. We have no control over that. I'm talking about science and the evolution of man right now with from a scriptural standpoint. Look outside your window and tell me what do you see out there that's white. Call me on this line if you found something. The 760 283-0838, and I guarantee I'm going to be sitting here for the uh, next two hours without a phone call because there is nothing out there in civilization the color of white people. That, that, that sounds so racist. I know it does, but it's true. There ain't no racism in my heart. I believe in, I told you, I said last week, I'm white. I'm as white as in the essence of the word. And I mean with all my heart, I truly am white. But I'm covered with melanin. White just means to not be covered. Parts of me, is, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just covered. But if you look inside... Any side of, like, you know, I hate to go here, but I'm just being honest. I don't know no other way to explain it. All of you know any other way to explain it? Okay. What I'm saying is when you look in, inside of our body, that's, when you're looking at the cell, uh, uh, you just look at your hands to start. Look at everybody's hands. Everybody's hands is not covered. Not a person on the planet's hand is covered with melanin. Palms, your palms. Nothing, none, none of our hands are covered, okay? Now we kind of get into the color I'm talking about. Look outside. Look at the palm of your hand and look outside. There's nothing that color. Open up your eyelid. You can look at the inside of your eyelid. Turn it inside out. Look at that color. There's nothing outside that color. That's because that part of your flesh is not covered with melanin. This is why I say I'm white. <laughs> I am, truly. But the rest of me is just covered. Well, some people can't say that. They're not covered that much. They're only covered with a little bit of melanin. Well, white people are not albinos, by the way. But under the old law, under the old dispensation, many of them will be considered what we call, or what they call back in the ancient time. thanks be the Christ for coming and changing all of this. Now none of this matters. Now none of this matters. None of this matters in as far as from relating to the Most High. But we need this information to dethrone white supremacy because right now we live in a world where it's just the extreme opposite. You're black, you curse if you're black, and you, you, you're looked at with a superiority look if you're white with most people, a lot of people, I should say. But what I was saying was if you look, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. But like I was saying is that's I'm I'm white, so I can never be a racist. I can never be a racist because I am what I'm what I'm talking about this morning. It's just I'm covered, okay. If you wasn't covered, if any part of your body had a spot, then you would consider uh, a leper. And there was two types of leprosy. Here we go. You gotta have to listen. Y'all got to listen. Move forward. With this. 
with under the umbrella of leprosy, Leviticus 13, there is like four or five different types. Okay, there are various types of leprosy. There's leprosy that dwells in houses. There's leprosy that can affect garments. There's leprosy that uh, was on the, uh, uh, we'll read here, uh, vitiligo. Couldn't have to think of it. And then there's, of course, albinoism. There's various types of leprosy. There was people that was covered, the whole body was white, and they were considered a leper. Or they had a, a, a spot. They was a brown-skinned person. But they had a spot on their arm that had a white hair in it. If they had a yellow hair in it, which is nothing more than a blonde hair, the Bible would say they would be locked up seven days. And if their yellow hair uh, uh, turned white, they was not. They was uh, locked up permanently. They could not associate with the rest of Israel. They could, could consider a leper. And here, this, here they are, a brown-skinned person, but they got a spot on their arm and it has a white hair in it. They're considered a leper. Now somebody said, why would the Most High even care about this? Oh, it's going to make a whole lot of sense later on. Because what happened is when these people got all together, they was all put in one one area. He had them separate. Lepers could not mix. Unclean lepers, okay, unclean lepers could not mix with civilization. But cleansed lepers could. What is a cleansed leper? A cleansed leper is someone that is white, but their whole skin turned completely white, and they're all one tone. There's no, there's no breaking of their flesh where it's that reddish-white look. In other words, how you can look through the skin, as I talked about with the eye flipping, the eye backwards, or even looking at your mouth. Inside your mouth, that's all unclean, uncovered flesh. It's uncovered flesh. It's the reddish white that Leviticus 13 talks about. Again, we're going to read. We're going to read. We're going to read a lot of scriptures. That's why I said get your Bibles out in terms of Leviticus 13. Folks, we're going to get into this in a second. But what I want you to do right now is stay with us, really focus. This is not one of those subjects where you can run around doing a whole bunch of stuff. If you can't help it, go ahead and do what you got to do. But I really ask that y'all listen and focus what I'm saying, okay, because this is some powerful stuff. Leprosy is a shortcut to the, the greatness of non-white people. In other words, some people like to prove in February how great black people was by saying black people invented the red light, black people invented the, uh, the, the train connectors, black people invented, the, you know, uh, they really, just all types of inventions. Leprosy is a shortcut because if you can prove this, this meant everything started with people of color. This is a shortcut. This is a shortcut. So don't have get half cock and run off trying to quote me or the Bible. Under when I say I mean half cock that is. You can quote the Bible, of course. But I'm saying don't run off with a misunderstanding of these scriptures on myself is what I meant to say. Be solid. Get your facts. I'm going to get y'all to name some doctors. Know what you're talking about, okay? But if you read Leviticus 14 and 54, oh, I didn't get there real quick, Leviticus 14 and 54. Again, we're in Leviticus 13, but I want her to read Leviticus 14 and 54. It talks about all of the various types of leprosy there is, okay? Go ahead and read it and read it loud. This is, this is the law for all manner of plague of leprosy and salt. Is that it, the whole thing? That's verse 54. 1454, right? Yeah. 
So in other words, back up and read. This is going to tell you all of these various types of leprosy. So read verse 54 on through 57. Okay. Folks, we're starting at the very end. This is the end verse telling you all of what y'all just read. We're going to read the end so you'll know what we're about to read, and then we'll back up and read it. This is the law for all manner of plague of leprosy and skull, and for the leprosy of a garment and of a house, and for a rising and for a scab and for a bright spot, to teach when it is unclean and when it is clean. This is the law of leprosy. Okay, so that's the end. That's the very last verse. But we're going to start at 13, which is the beginning. 13 and 1 is the beginning, and we're going to read through. But all I'm saying to y'all, he's just they're just sharing there. Again, read it one more time. This is the various types of leprosy. So when I talk about leprosy, uh, uh, the leprosy, I'm, talking, I'm only talking about one type. But listen to all the types again on him. Go ahead. This is the law of all manner of plague of leprosy and skull. And for the leprosy of, of a garment and of a house, and for a rising and for a scab and for a bright spot, to teach when it is clean and when it, when it is unclean. This is the law of leprosy. Okay. Now, let me just mention a few more things, and then we're going to get right into it, okay? It's just that simple. I want to spend the first hour. We have like seven more minutes, okay? But I want, I want to put some things in your mind. Again, I'm sharing with you common sense things that would make what this subject, where you can see the importance of this subject, because I'm telling you people, black skin has been cursed all across the planet. I'm talking about in India. I'm talking about in Africa. I'm talking about in China. Everywhere there is this disvalue of dark skin, when in reality everything started with dust-colored people. So somebody, somebody got to talk about this. Somebody got to ask the question. If everything started with black people, where did white people come from? Somebody got to start asking these questions, and I know we have felt like we were racist because we felt this way. Well, Brother Seth knows that if it's in the Bible, Christ said man shall live by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of the Most High. Well, Leviticus 13 and 14 proceeded out of the mouth of the Most High. What are y'all going to do with that? You're just going to ignore it? This is a whole chapter talking about a plague. You really think the Most High is going to put a plague in the Bible unless it's vitally important? It's important in 2011 because we have history turned completely reversed. We think white skin is superior to dark skin. So, again, on my page, on the description of this show, in the description is two links, two videos you've got to see on YouTube. If some of y'all have to go, you can't listen to the whole broadcast, please look, click on that video on YouTube, which is it's inside, the link is inside of the description, and it's going to really blow your mind from a scientific standpoint, from a scholarly standpoint. You've got to check that out. Okay, the second link is just about pictures of people with good light on and, 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 and uh, albinoism. But the first link, the YouTube link, is what I'm talking about. Okay? Now, uh, and I just want to thank all those people that's following this, this show. There's so many of y'all that are really interested in this. And so I'm just trying to get others to understand that it is vitally important. Again, uh, it's love and being truthful and being honest and forgiving each other as, as, as race, so-called races based upon color, white men and black men. We forget each, forget about racism and love each other. We annihilate the white race. So somebody has got to ask this question. If love and forgiveness annihilate what held them together, 
and I'm trying to tell y'all, and I'm not apologizing, which much love for everybody, I'm telling you, you cannot have a white race unless you have a bunch of lies talking about black men ain't this, and they and they, they not the fathers, and they over sex, and they got, you know, all these lies about our sexuality, and all these lies about black women, and, and you know, and then black people are told lies about white people, and it keeps us running from each other. These lies are installed to preserve the white race, because if the truth is told, it erases them. And the person that really nails this out here is your first scholar for the day. Write this down. This is a scholar that talks about this in depth. Some of y'all like PhDs behind folks' names? Fine. Here you go, your first name for the day. Dr. Francis Cress Wealthy. Her book, her books uh, is inside of my library. Go there and check it out. Dr. Francis Cress Wealthy, okay? Another person that talks about it, here's another scholar, uh, Michael Bradley, in his book Chosen from the Caucasus. Chosen from the Caucasus. Okay? Everything started with dark-skinned people, folks. I'm telling y'all that right now. Arlene, I want you to read something. This is from the Washington Post. Some of y'all like to hear from people that, again, have the PhDs behind their name. So you're going to get a scholarly, um, I want you to read this article from, uh, and don't read all of it because uh, you have to read all of it. But I want the people to understand this is not just Brother Seth saying this. This is from the Washington Post from scientists that uh, come up with a discovery that uh, they found a gene that, that, that would prove, well, I would already read, okay? This can be found online. If you go on online and type in right now, scientists find a DNA change that accounts for white skin, uh, DNA. Scientists find a DNA change that accounts for white skin. And many scientists have found this, but this is just a article saying this. But there's many articles that say this. But we're just going to give you a, just a, a glimpse of what the article talks about. And the article is by Rick Weiss, W-E-I-S-S. Scientists said yesterday that they have discovered a tiny genetic mutation that largely explains the first appearance of white skin in humans tens of thousands of years ago a finding that helps solve one of biology's most enduring mysteries and illuminate one of humanity's greatest sources of strife. The work suggests that the skin whitening mutation occurred by chance in a single individual after the first human exodus from Africa when all people were brown-skinned. That person's offspring apparently thrived as humans moved northward into what is now Europe helping to give rise to the lightest of the world's races. Leaders of the study at Penn State University warned against interpreting the finding as a discovery of the race gene. Race is a vaguely defined biological, social, and political concept, they noted, and skin color is only part of what race is and is not. In fact, several scientists said the new work shows just how small a biological difference is reflected by skin color. The newly found mutation involves a change of just one letter of DNA code out of 3.1 billion letters in the human genome, the complete instructions for making a human being. It's a major finding in a very sensitive area, said Stephen Oppenheimer, an expert in anthropological genetics at Oxford University, who was not involved in the work. Almost all differences used to differentiate populations from around the world really are skin deep. The work raises a raft of new questions, 
not the least of which is why white skin caught on so thoroughly in northern climates once it arose. Some scientists suggest that lighter skin offered a stronger survival advantage for people who migrated out of Africa by boosting their levels of bone strengthening vitamin D. Others have posited that its novelty and showiness simply made it more attractive to those seeking mates, and that was for those who went north. The work also reveals the time that Asians owe their relatively light skin to different mutations. That means that light skin arose independently at least twice in human evolution, in each case affecting populations with the facial and other traits that today are commonly regarded as the hallmarks of Caucasian and Asian races. Uh, I think human beings are extremely insecure and look to visual cues of sameness to feel better, and people will do bad things to people who look different. The discovery described in today's issue of the Science Journal was an unexpected outgrowth of studies Chang and his colleagues were conducting in an inch-long zebrafish. Um, so they got a surprise when they looked in a new database comparing the genomes of four of the world's major racial groups. That showed that whites with northern and western European ancestry have a mutated version of the gene. Skin color is a reflection of the amount and distribution of pigment melanin, which in humans protects against damaging ultraviolet rays, but in other species is also used for camouflage or other purposes. The mutation that deprives the zebrafish of their stripes blocks the creation of a protein whose job is to move charged atoms across cell membranes. That sounds a little complicated. Humans of European descent, found, bear a slightly different mutation that hobbles the same protein with similar effects. The defect does not affect melanin disposition in other parts of the body, including the hair and the eyes, whose tents are under the control of other genes. So basically what he's saying is that we're all alike as far as our DNA makeup. We have 3.1 billion DNA genes that are very, very similar, and there's just this small percentage uh, which causes us to be different. So as Jeff says, he said he's white. He's just someone who's covered with uh, skin, and that's true. We're all the same, and uh, I think that I don't know if everybody is familiar with the census process, but the census process basically is the numbering of the citizens of America, and if you notice, it's primarily based on race. There's either blacks or there's whites or there's black, uh, there's non-white Asian and white Asian, and then there's non-white Hispanic and white Hispanic. So it's really just a way of separating the light-skinned people from the dark-skinned people so that they can continue to prop up the institution on which the country was founded, which is white supremacy. So, again, folks, there's many scientists, but I don't want to turn it to a science project. We, uh, a lot of people don't always believe in the Bible. They, they're tired of the Bible. They feel like the Bible is all types of issues that people have with the Bible. So uh, I want to get into uh, to the scriptures, but, folks, I promise you, some of y'all have already read these scriptures, but because your mind was so, somebody came before me and poisoned your mind, 
That's why you've seen these scriptures forever and never understood them. So that's why we talk about science. We talk about different things outside of the scriptures that prove the scriptures, that back up the scriptures, because some of y'all is just not on the scriptures. It's just that simple. So before we start reading, let me give y'all some more scriptures. I want to make sure I don't forget this. Get your pens out, please. I give these scriptures every single week. And I'm not going to fail today, so I'm going to get out of the way right now. So while you got Leviticus 13 open, take your pen and write these scriptures down. These are accounts of the different people that had leprosy in the Bible. What you want to do is study the stories, study the different stories, okay? The first story is about Isaiah, King Isaiah. Uh, Second Chronicles 26 and 21. Second Chronicles 26 and 21. King Az- Azariah, King Azariah. This is Second Kings 15 and 5, study about this king, how he got it, okay? Uh, as for instance, I think it was King Uzziah, he was smitten with leprosy on his forehead. Well, if he got leprosy on the forehead, how in the world could that be fingers falling off and all of these weird images of what leprosy, what people call? Those of you in the chat room, I posted a link. If you click on that link, uh, make sure you're not eating when you click on that link, okay? Make sure you're not eating when you click on that link. You'll see pictures of leprosy, I mean hundreds, and you'll go, wow. And you'll see it has absolutely nothing to do with the scriptures we're about to read in the book of Leviticus, okay? So those of you in the chat room, if you go to the program and simply uh, uh, look at the link that's posted on the chat room, you'll be able to see that. Okay, so anyway, King Uzziah, uh, Naaman, the story of Naaman, 2 Kings 5, 2 Kings 5, and I want you to get that. Second um, King five, and I think we want to read that before we read Leviticus because that is uh, we try to read certain clear scriptures, crystal clear scriptures first because Leviticus thirteen is, is clear for sure. It's what it's what convinced me. I didn't have all these other scriptures. I got the the, the scriptures that some people say it's hard to read, and that's how I learned. Then I learned all these other clear scriptures later. But Second Kings five, especially that last verse, is just amazing. We'll read that in a second. Uh, Simon, uh, Simon the leper. That's what his name is, Simon the leper. Why did they call him Simon the leper even after Christ healed him? Christ didn't heal him. Christ cleansed him. Lepers are not healed. They're cleansed. Go ahead, challenge me on it. Look it up. Lepers are cleansed, not healed. You're going to heal leprosy. You stay a leper. Just go from unclean to clean. Cleanse lepers could mix among people. Cleanse lepers could mix among everybody. Unclean lepers could not mix. Are you talking about Israel now? What do you mean? Well, because Naaman was uh, the king of Syria. Okay. And he was, he was the king of a. He was a. Naaman was a soldier. Go ahead. Okay, but I'm saying he was mixing with those people, but Israel didn't let. People that had leprosy mixed with Israel. Say that again. I'm, I'm, my okay. mind will go in another direction. Okay, because Israel had the law that told them about leprosy and how to handle people that had it. They would take people that had leprosy yes. and put them out. But in other nations, if somebody had it, they didn't have those laws. Absolutely. Arlene has to bring up a very interesting point. Please, folks, listen to what, what she's asking. What she's saying is, in civilization, even today in Tanzania, they have more albinos than anywhere else on the whole planet. That's where albino is more than it's just 
spirit in Tanzania, in Africa. Okay, but all over the planet, people, if they have enough pigmentation, they can have albinos, including white people. Some white people, again, white people are, most white people y'all know are not albinos because they got enough melanin where they can even have an albino themselves. But they don't have nowhere near the amount of albinos that people that have more melanin have. So what am I saying? White people, it's, it's like you got albino on the other end. They have no pigmentation. And on the other far end of the spectrum, somebody that's dark-skinned. They have plenty of uh, melanin, okay? Uh, albino, if it mixes as civilization, you know, you might albino generations, if they go out and mix like they did from the caves of Europe, I'm telling y'all, black people had albinos in Africa, and they migrated up north, those albinos began to, to, you know, become a mighty people. They went to the Caucasus Mountain. This is history. That's what they call it, the Caucasus Mountain, because we're Caucasian. Lots of albinos migrated up north, okay, into the hills of Europe, all right? And they became a mighty nation. And as they left Europe and started mingling with other people, they began to get pigmentation, more pigmentation. This is where you get white skin from, folks. It's just that white people today have mixed so much. Our brothers and sisters, us, we all want people now. Listen to me. Ain't no racism this morning. Those albinos, talking about white hair, high, light color eyes, can hardly look at the sun. As they mixed, they hair took on more color. All colors, like I said last week, is inside of the color black. Black hair houses all colors. Black eyes, which is very rare, houses all colors. Most of us are brown eyes, but all colors inside of black people, all color eyes. All skin is inside of dark skin, okay? Dark skin can produce anything. Dark hair can produce any color. Dark eyes can produce any eyes. So as those albinos look at the lowest spectrum of color, having the smallest amount of melon, when it mixed with other people over the thousands of years, this is how you get the different colors, okay? That accounts for Europe's so-called white people, all right? But at the same time, uh, like Arlene was saying, there was other people all over the planet having albinos. And they didn't have this law that the Most High said, take them out, put them over here, take them out, put them over here, keep them separate. They just mixed in. Very good point, Arlene. So I want you all to check this out because you're not going to forget this chapter. Here's another root. This actually verse is a root. Second Kings 5. I'm just going to speed up Arlene for time because we're not going to read all of that. I want you to read the last few verses, though. What about the first I'm verse a, and then the last? Go ahead and read the story. Well, no, it was the time that we just came because I got a lot of ground to cover. I'm just going to tell you the story y'all can read in 2 Kings 5. There was a man smitten with leprosy. He was a mighty man in the army. His name was Naaman. If he was a mighty man in the army, I mean mighty, mighty, okay, how could he have had his fingers falling all off his nub, his turning to nubs and his, and his, his limbs just all twisted and crooked as these photos 
I showed, you know, uh, we talked about earlier. There's no way he could have been. That is not what leprosy is. He was simply white. Simple and plain. And he was not a leper. He was an unclean leper. Okay, watch this. He was an unclean leper. This could mean several things. He either was an albino or, as Leviticus talks about, I know we probably should read Leviticus first. Some people will say you should read Leviticus first, everybody know it is. But I just want y'all to see this last verse because the last verse is going to bring in 2011. Yes, I mean that. The last verse is going to bring 2011, and then we can understand better when we go back and read Leviticus 13. Trust me, there's a method to the madness. Let's read this. I mean, let's, let me finish this story first. So anyway, Naaman was a mighty man of valor, but yet he was a leper. He is told to go by, he has a maid, and she says, which she tell him, my Lord, I know a person that can cleanse you of your leprosy. In other words, he was all white, but some parts of his white skin, you could see through it. In other words, it was reddish white. That is what makes you unclean. If you're all one color white, you are clean. You are clean. You are clean. This is why in Bible days, if we, if we could put the people that we see today as so-called white in Bible days, all our most of people would be clean because they are so mixed with black people. They've got black and dark hair, some have black hair, some have got red hair. They're too mixed. They're not albinos. They're too mixed, so they would be clean. Most of them would be. But when you see white skin and you see this reddish white or a breaking where it's not one tone, that's what we're talking about today. You're one tone and there's no breaking in your flesh where you can see through, like you, I mean, don't look like inside of your mouth or you don't look under, it looks like under your eyelid, that, that raw flesh look, that reddish white look. If you're all white, one tone, you would be considered clean. You could go and mix and live a normal life. But now if you had that reddish white skin, you could be brown. You could, leopards were, some of them was brown. They were they were brown skinned people, and they had a spot on their arm, and inside that spot was a white hair. That was an unclean leper. Most I said in the camp of Israel, thank you, Arlene. In the camp of Israel, you could that person could be a priest. That person could mingle with everybody else because that came from a plague. Where did the plague come from? Again, prophets cursed people with it. And also because of sin, the fallen state of mankind, certain things, certain people was getting this thing called leprosy. Just like today, if you have to like or they're probably listening to me right now, you're not cursed. You know, this was something that happened to people because of the fallen state. Just like when somebody can't have a baby, or just like when somebody's bawling of the hair. That's not the natural order of Adam. Adam wasn't losing hair. If he couldn't produce people that is with a full head of hair. Okay, these are flaws that you just could be as priests under the old dispensation. Again, thanks that Christ has come and shed his blood and sin is taken care of and we can enter the throne room and talk to the most high despite how we have, what kind of shortcomings our bodies have. Okay, but I'm telling you, if you was all white and a part of you had a white, uh, that breaking, broken up flesh, that was reddish white look, that, that raw flesh looked like I said, it looked inside of your mouth 
inside of your mouth, the raw flesh, every the color of your tongue, everything inside of your mouth is not covered with melanin. It's a raw flesh look. Or if I would cut you with a knife and just open up your inside, all that is that raw flesh look. Y'all follow me? If you had any part of you that looked like that, you was considered unclean. We're about to nail this thing down. So help me. Okay? So Naaman, this is what he had. He either was dark skinned and he had a portion of his body that had this raw flesh, or he was all white and a portion of his body was had this raw flesh. It was this rawish flesh or white hair that would make you a leper. If you had a yellow hair or what they call a blonde hair inside of that inside of that patch of skin or all you know, anywhere on your body, they would just keep an eye and see if that yellow hair turned white. Now today our bodies don't move that bad. You can lock somebody up for seven days and ain't nothing going to turn. That's because of evolution process. You know, every day, every day, every day we're getting older and older and the body's moving a little slower. But back in Bible days, they can lock a person up and hairs would turn that quick. Else, why would the Bible say that in Leviticus 13, which we're about to read? So anyway, Naaman, Naaman, Naaman. We're talking about Naaman. He was a leper. He was a leper. And remind me to talk about Moses as well. We can't, we can't jump over that. So anyway, Naaman, Naaman, Naaman was told to go jump in the not jump, but go wash it, but go, but go dip in a river, dip in a river, Jordan. He was saying how polluted it was and how nasty it was, and they said go dip in the river and you will become clean. They weren't talking about soap and water clean. They were talking about accepted. The word clean in the Old Testament means accepted. Most of the time, y'all see the word clean as it relates to the laws and Leviticus laws. It just means accepted. It don't have nothing to do with, with tithe, detergent, purex, bleach, okay? We're talking about being accepted. Like, for instance, a woman, uh, if you saw a dead person in a Leviticus law, then you was unclean for a, for a particular period of time. See, it had nothing to do with soap and water. You just saw a dead person, but you're not. The most high, they won't preach looking at dead people, then go preaching. So if you saw a dead person, even if you wasn't a priest, you was unclean until the evening time or until that particular day ended. All right? So clean does not mean soap and water. All right, go ahead and read. I'm trying to get away from it, but I got to just read it a little quickly. After he went to Elijah or what? How many verses is that? Um, okay, I'm going to get that homework. That. Those of y'all, if y'all don't mind, please, I'm going to give it to you at home. Read 2 Kings 5. I'm just going to tell you the story real quickly. Again, we're trying to cover a lot of things. Anyway, 2 Kings 5, Naaman was told to go uh, uh, dip in the river, and when he do, he shall be clean. In other words, that, red, that reddish white flesh will become one tone. So he did, and the Bible says he, and his skin recovered. He was recovered. Listen to the word, recover. Recover. That was... It's, it's just one cover. That area was not, wasn't covered. Now, I know the word recover meaning you go from sick to well. But I'm telling you, that word means you became recovered. But let's go and let's move on. So later on, after he get healed, and he no longer have this reddish-white cleanse. Excuse me. Thank you, Arlene. Thank you. Major error. When he became not healed but cleansed, he was all thankful and everything, and uh he told the prophet, is there anything I can do for you? The prophet said, no, just thank the Most High. So as he walked on, go about his business, one of the prophet's servants named Gehazi, when he caught up with him and said, the prophet changed his mind, he did want, he did want you to go ahead and pay me basically is what he said. And so Naaman 
started to give Gehazi servants and gold and all this. When he came back, Gehazi returned to his prophet. Prophet, the prophet knew what he did by the spirit, by the spirit. Which is why y'all need to get to the spirit. Talk about that on Thursday night. Talk about dealing with demons. But anyway, he by the spirit perceived that this man lied and said, Gehazi, the same leprosy that Naaman had. Watch me, folks. Here he comes, 2011. The same leprosy that Naaman has is going to be upon you and your descendants forever. Is 2011 the end of forever? No. And the Bible says, and Gehazi turned as white as snow. So that means there is a people that is walking around with this plague because the most I said is going to be upon, I mean, the priest said it's going to be upon Gehazi forever. Gehazi's seed, how many people would be in his family if thousands of years ago this man started having children, 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 to today, 2000, how many would it be? And how many Gehazi's would curse like that? Where did Naaman get his from in the first place? So some people you see today is nothing more than bearing that plague. Simple and plain. Read the last verse, Arlene. We'll read the last verse. The leprosy, therefore, of Naaman shall cleave unto thee and unto thy seed forever. And he went out from his presence a leper as white as snow. Read it one more time. Somebody's driving and almost wrecked. We didn't get that. It's verse 27. The leprosy, therefore, of Naaman shall cleave unto thee and unto thy seed forever. And he went out from his presence a leper as white as snow. Where are they at today, folks? They're going to be on their, be on, on his seat forever. Now, of course, like I said, Christ is coming. It don't matter. But that, that, that has to fulfill itself because the Scripture says that. The Scripture now will not lie. So some people are bearing that, but the truth of the matter is Christ has come. And now, of course, to being priests and, of course, to, uh, approaching the Most High, you have to have all... You could be a leper and all this. Well, now, that don't matter. Okay, that's the biggest news. But let's turn real quickly. Again, we're going to Leviticus 17, but I forgot about uh, Moses. I'm sorry, y'all. Please forgive me. We're not uh, evading Leviticus 13. We're going to get into to the authority on it. But I've got to, got to, got to go to Moses. Exodus 4 and 6. Put your hand in, in, in Leviticus 13. Flip over to Exodus 4 and 6. Exodus 4 and 6. Exodus 4 and 6, Moses is smitten with leprosy. And uh, read the story, please, Arlene. Read that verse. And the Lord said, uh, said furthermore unto him, Put now thine hand into thy bosom. And he put his hand into his bosom, and when he took it out, behold, his hand was leprous as snow. Leprous as snow. If leprosy was blood and guts, why would they say it's leprous as snow? Snow is only known for two things, to be white and to be ice. Read that again. And the Lord said furthermore unto him, Put now thy hand into thy bosom. And he put his hand into his bosom, and when he took it out, behold, his hand was leprous as snow. Leprous as snow. Folks, leprous mean nothing but white. Leprous ass, whatever proceeds, I mean, whatever comes out the ass is going to be what it is. Leprous ass sore. Leprous 
as bones twisted. And his hand became leprous as a twisted finger. But it said leprous as snow. Moses' hand was just turned white. So if Moses was already white, how did his hand turn white? Okay? All right, let's go somewhere else. Go ahead and sing. Most I'm going to use the very same language in uh, Numbers 12 and 10. Numbers 12 and 10. And I got some new stuff I want to drop on y'all that I haven't mentioned in any of the previous chapters. So I want you to stay tuned, stay tuned, stay tuned. Those of y'all that's been listening every week, you won't waste your time. We're going to say some stuff you never heard before. Okay. Go for it. And the cloud departed from off the tabernacle, and behold, Miriam became leprous, white as snow. And Aaron looked upon Miriam, and behold, she was leprous. Again, the Most High used the same the scripture rather used the same verbiage, leprous and snow. That must have been how they talked back then, leprous and snow. So they used leprous like the word white, leprous and snow, white as snow. She became white. That's all that happened to her. But keep reading because her brother Aaron is standing right beside her, and he's going to describe what his sister just went through. He's talking to Moses when he called, when he says, Alas, my Lord. He's talking to Moses. What does he say, Arlene? And Aaron said unto Moses, Alas, my Lord, I beseech thee, lay not the sin upon us, wherein we have done foolishly, and wherein we have sinned. Let her not be as one dead, of whom the flesh is half consumed, when he come out of his mother's womb. Hold on, read that again. Now he's talking about a baby born, stillborn. He is looking at his sister and saying, don't let her be like a baby that's born dead, whose flesh is half consumed. Ain't no babies born with no flesh half eaten off, half chewed up. That's not what half consumed means. Half consumed means half filled in, color-wise. Half melanin, no melanin. I was preaching this one time in Columbus, Ohio, at ASAC. Those of you may living in Ohio, y'all probably know about ASAC. Well, I preached there this message, and a nurse interrupted me because our lobbies interrupt me if they, they got a good question or a good comment. And she said, I'm a nurse. You're absolutely right. She said, stillborn babies, I, deli- I have delivered babies, and all stillborn babies have no pigmentation. They have no color. Now, I know a lot of babies when they're born, including Lydia when she was born, she's not, she's brown now, but when she was born, she had a lighter color. I know about that, but I'm talking about no color. And I don't want to gross nobody out, but if you do a search on Google right now, I can prove my point in less than 60 seconds. If you do a search right now, don't do it, don't do it, because obviously I want you to buy this, but if you do a search right now on Google or Yahoo and you type in the word stillborn baby and do an image search, not a web search, type in the search engine and then type on images and then hit search, you will see what stillborn babies look like. Absence of color. That's what happened to Miriam. That is what they're calling white as snow. Because if you're looking at black, 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 black all day long, like in Africa, you're looking at black, 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 and you see that color or the color inside of your mouth or the color inside of your eyelids or the color of the palm of your hands, it does remind you of white as snow. Ain't nobody on the planet white as uh, this piece of paper. Yet Gehazi's seed is among us because the Bible says they was, and there's going to be millions of them. Nobody by the millions is white as a piece of paper or snow. 
Come on, folks. Stay with me. Stay with me. Read that one more time. we got to move on to Leviticus. And let her not be as one dead of whom the flesh is half consumed when he comes out of his mother's womb. The flesh is half consumed, half filled in when he comes from his mother's womb. He just described leprosy. Folks, it has absolutely nothing to do with fingers falling off, sores and all this stuff. You're going to read here in a little bit, everybody go to Leviticus 13, you're going to read a little bit how sores, you say sharing scripture? Right, we are, we're going to share some, I got the new information is what oh, I meant. Oh, okay. But we got it, because people want us to read Leviticus 13, I can, just, I can just feel it. So let's go and read Leviticus 13. Okay. And when we talk about the different sores, notice how leprosy comes out of the sores. The sword is not what's lepers. The sword is not what's lepers. You're going to hear words like scale, raw flesh, burning, hot burning, rising, quick raw flesh, which is that reddish white flesh I've been talking about. You're going to hear the word burning, a bright spot, hot burning, quick raw flesh. You're going to hear this. The whiteness is what comes from these things. Otherwise, they wouldn't even say the word scab. They'll just say leper, leprosy. You wouldn't say scab if it's leper. You just say this is leprosy. It wouldn't even be the word scab. It wouldn't even say. Okay, let's go to the reunion. The people understand more. So verse one. Verse verse one. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron, saying, When a man shall have in the skin of his flesh a rising, a scab, or a bright spot. And it be in the skin of his flesh like the plague of leprosy, then he shall be brought unto Aaron the priest, and unto one of his sons the priest. And the priest shall look on the plague in the skin of the flesh, and when the hair in the plague is turned white, and the plague in sight be deeper than the skin of his flesh, it is a plague of leprosy, and the priest shall look on him and pronounce him unclean. If the bright spot be white in the skin of his flesh, and in sight be not deeper than the skin. Not deeper than the skin. It's on top of the skin. So at certain times it's on top of the skin. That's when you can pick it. You run your fingernail across and it stops. It stops your fingernail. That means something is there. And then sometimes it's under the skin. Folks, stay with me. Listen, because what we call it scabs and what you're thinking of in terms of sores, listen to what the Bible says. Some of this is under the skin. It, it will be, your skin will feel smooth, but when you look at it, it's a discoloration there. And then other times something is on top. Go ahead. If the bright spot be white in the skin of his flesh, and in sight be not deeper than the skin, and the hair thereof be not turned white, then the priest shall shut up him that hath the plague seven days. And the priest shall look on him the seventh day, and behold, if the plague in his sight be at, it, be at a stay, and the plague spread not to the skin, then the priest shall shut him up seven days more. And the priest shall look on him again the seventh day, and behold, if the plague be somewhat dark, and the plague spread not in the skin, the priest shall pronounce him clean. It is but a scab, and he shall wash his clothes and be clean. But if the scab spread much abroad in the skin, after that he hath been seen of the priest for his cleansing, he shall be seen of the priest again. And if the priest see that, behold, the scab spreadeth in the skin, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is a leprosy. When the plague of leprosy is in a man, then he shall be brought unto the priest, 
And the priest shall see him, and behold, if the rising be white in the skin, it hath turned the hair white, and there be quick raw flesh in the rising. Quick raw flesh means this reddish white look. Look at the palm of your hand. Look at inside of your mouth. That look, that reddish white look. Or I mean, I don't mean to gross y'all out, but if you think of a raw chicken, before you kick chicken, before you you cook it, you buy a, a whole chicken. That look, that the chicken, that reddish white. The scripture later is going to talk about reddish white, and you'll see I'm not making this up. It literally said reddish white. Go ahead. It is an old leprosy in the skin of his flesh, and the priest shall pronounce him unclean, and shall not shut him up, for he is unclean. And if a leprosy breaks over, breaks out abroad in the skin, and the leprosy cover all the skin of him that hath the plague from his head even unto his foot, wheresoever the priest looketh, then the priest shall consider, and behold, if the leprosy have covered all his flesh, he shall pronounce him clean that hath the plague. It is all turned white. He is clean. He is clean. Listen, if you don't get nothing else from this presentation, if leprosy was sores, before you go, some of y'all may have to go. I'm ready to go. Listen to this one revelation. <laughs> if you get nothing else, check this out. If lep- it says when he's, when he's spread over his whole body, then he's okay. If it was sores, how much sense would that make? If it was sores, how much sense would that make? If it was sores, how much sense would that make? So, in other words, when all these sores are all over your body, now you can go mix with everybody. That don't make no sense. He was just white. So, when vitiligo, first of all, person with vitiligo, when it covers their whole body and they're all white, in biblical days, not today, this stuff don't matter today. We just needed to dethrone white supremacy, that white skin is superior. Because of course, Leviticus 13, Leviticus 14, 2 Kings 5, uh, Matthew 26 and, twix, uh, uh, 26 and 6, and all these other scriptures I forgot to give you all, actually. It proves that no, it's not. Okay? It's not superior. Again, Arlene just read, read it one more time, Arlene, that when this person's body is covered from head to toe, they are then clean. That I rest my case, Your Honor. Then the priest shall consider and behold, if the leprosy have covered all his flesh, he shall pronounce him clean that hath the plague. It is all turned white. He is clean. But when raw flesh appeareth in him, he shall be unclean. And the priest shall see the raw flesh and pronounce him to be unclean, for the raw flesh is unclean. It is a leprosy. Now, hold on a second. Let's just take a little break here because we we got to breathe, okay? Let's everybody breathe. This is a very complicated, this is very hard to swallow thing. So I'm, I'm going to do a test on everybody. Some of y'all saying, I don't need this. Honey, I'm, I'm, I'm satisfied in Jesus. And you should be. You better be. We all better be. Or in Yeshua, you're absolutely right. That is the place to be in Christ. So why do Brother Seth need this? Seth, why do we need this? For one thing, you need it because it's in the Bible. You need to understand what this means. Christ said every word we need. We need every word from Genesis to Maps. Okay? Now, but I want, I want to do a little test on you before, you know, we end this. We still got a lot of time, but real, real quick, let's do this test. This going to tell me if you need this information or not. Close your eyes, everybody. Come on, y'all. Let's just loosen up. Have a little, have a little fun. Would you agree, Arlene? We have a little fun. Yeah, good thing. Okay, let's do this little test. 
Everybody close your eyes. And this will determine if you need to be, if you don't need this. If you pass this test in my book, the Father can allow to have a book, then you don't need this. Go on. Don't even listen to me. But if you flunk this test, then please let's re- finish reading Leviticus 13 and the other information we're going to share. Close your eyes, and I want you to imagine Yeshua or Jesus. Imagine teaching to the masses, healing the sick. Actually, let's just imagine feeding the 5,000. That's a good one. You see his disciples? Come on, come on, think about it. Think about the Savior. Think about the Messiah. Sent to be that lamb slain before the foundation of the earth to die for our sin. Think about this Messiah. Think about it. All right, snap out of it. If you saw a scene that looked like inner city Atlanta, I don't know who you are that you're able to see that, that you're able to get that kind of revelation. But you, my friend, has passed the test. Nice knowing you. Go check out another blog talk, okay? Check out Dawid McAbee's. He's a good one, but you don't need to, nothing I got to say today. Thank you for listening. Follow me, by the way, okay? I'm going to click on the follow button later. Now, let's talk to the rest of you. If you saw anybody light-skinned, even light-skinned, even look like Halle Berry, if you saw anybody look like albinos, if you saw any blonde hair, listen to me. I'm a lover. I don't hate nobody. Listen, listen. If you saw anybody with blonde hair, blue eyes, Light skin, you flunk the test, and you are in danger of being a victim of white supremacy and promoting a germ that has caused a great destruction on the planet. You are in need of a doctor, and I am your doctor here today. I actually borrowed those lines from Louis Farrakhan. That sounded like it. But I'm serious. It's a little fun here, a little fun here. But I'm serious as it comes. This Bible is does not, the whole Bible is full of nappy hair. Folk with locks and braids. You better listen to me. I'm serious. Dark-skinned people, brown-skinned people. If you don't understand that, if they don't sound right with you, just keep listening, brother Seth, because all I do, I hate white people. Honest, you've been mad at me. No, 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 for real, for real. I ain't got to, just for real, for real. Tell the truth. I know you're telling the truth, but I'm just saying, level with the people. Uh, no, I don't think you hate white people. I think that you see them as an equal uh, participant on the earthly realm. And I think what has happened is once you understand that you are looking through the eyes of measuring your life and others by the standards that you've been given by white people, and you wake up to that, what you do is you treat them in a way where they're just on the same level. And if somebody's on a pedestal, they're used to being treated like they're on a pedestal. And when you treat them like a commoner, it it, it rubs them the wrong way. It feels, you know, almost violated, you know, because they're used to being elevated. But when you treat people uniform and the same, and they're not puffed up and they're not elevated, it seems like you're coming against them, but what you're doing is you're treating them like everybody else. And I think what he was saying earlier when he did had to do the visualization, 
those of us that live in America have been inundated and raised up and had imagery projected before us that that is the standard, and we can't measure up unless we can lighten up our skin, straighten our hair, talk away or assimilate with them. We can't just be true to ourselves. Folks, good point. Thank you. I have no hatred in my heart. I'm not trying to even gloat in being a black person or anything like that because I don't have no control over my color. And I told y'all before, I really believe with all my heart, I am just as white as the whitest man you know. I am white, Arlene. You hear me? I'm white. Inside of me is white skin. I'm just covered. I'm just, it's like an M&M, you know. Yes, I'm a nut, but on top of that, I'm chocolate or I'm whatever color the M&M is. That's what I am. We all are. Ain't a person this planet not white. It's just some of us got extra melanin in our eyes, so our eyes are darker. The more melanin, the more darker the eyes, the darker, the darker, the darker. You ever meet a person, you probably ever not see this person, unless you go to Africa, that's got black hair, black skin, black eyes. You're probably looking at somebody, and they're not balding of the head. They're not too tall. They're not too short. You're probably looking at somebody that resembles very much your mom and dad, Adam and Eve. Okay, again, this book is full of nappy-headed people. There is nobody that can call me, and I've been looking for you, if you can call me, for over 20 years. I've been looking for you. Please call me. Don't do me a disservice. There is nobody that can call me and show me any white skin in the Bible. Yes, the Bible says I'm white but comely, but right after that it talks about, I mean, I know, no, 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 it's, it's black but comely, but it talks about my lover is what I meant to say. My lover is white and ruddy. My lover is white and ruddy. People say, oh, see, there it is right there, it's right there. But keep reading. It talks about how different parts of the body look like berries. Berries is black, dark. Was there a zebra? No. White just meant do the Strong's Concordance, researching it like I did, and you'd find out that word white. White means pure. They was just pure. They was just pure. The word white was used back then to mean pure as far as white in when it's talking about in that setting. When in Solomon's setting was talking about pure. Don't believe me because I can be, just go research it. Look up the, uh, in, in Lamentation, when talking about my, my lover was riding, white and ruddy, that meant he was just pure. And then somewhere else it meant, remember the other scripture we where it says a white, he had a white belly? But then it talked about other parts of the body where it was dark. Was it a zebra? No, white just meant clear. Okay? So, uh, Leviticus 13 uh, is full of that's the handbook on leprosy. Uh, that's the handbook on leprosy. We're going to try to finish that here in a little bit, but I just want to share with you something very, very dear to me. Uh, Dr. Julia Pukum talks about melanin, 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 what it is. She gets in, I think she gets into the third eye a little bit, talking about the pineal gland. Folks, this stuff is real, the pineal gland. Once you understand melanin, and this, you'll understand why, because I sometimes sit and I try to think like a white person, a so-called white person. How would I feel about what a brother said to me? Because I truly am trying to present this in a way that's not offensive. I was having a little fun earlier about you being your doctor today. <laughs> but but, uh, but uh, Dr. Julian Pukum, if you hear people like her, she is the authority, Jewel Pukum, J-E-W-E-L-L, Jewel Pukum, P-O-O-K-R-U-M. She is one of the leading authorities, doctors, on the subject of melanin. 
There is something called a World Melanin Conference where they invite, invite all these top scholars and they just talk about melanin and the properties of melanin. When you hear the information, go on YouTube, type in World Melanin Conference, and you'll get enough videos to last you till we meet next week. Uh, you will see why it's blacklisted, why the media not talk about it, because it darns, it just it just makes white people feel inferior. It just does. So what do you do? You not talk about it? I know how this make a lot of people feel today. But what do you do? You just, if the truth hurts, especially if it's taught in love, then you just need a whole lot of band-aids and hugs because it's got to be said. A lot of light-skinned blacks is hitting them the wrong way. But look, you I mean, I'm not doing it for this reason. Most I know I'm not doing it for this reason. But for real, for real, you've had your day. I mean, for real, for real. I mean, I'm not, Arlene, am I doing it for the reasons of retaliation? Absolutely no. not. No. I have white-skinned people in my family. I have whites in my family. Our family marry whites. We, we, we go to white churches. Most of my pastors are white. Please, go put that hatred on somebody else. What I'm saying to you, if the truth hurts again, you're just going to need a lot of Band-Aids and a lot of hugs because we've got to swallow this truth. If you idolize in your image, in your mind, we talked about Christ feeding the 5,000, a bunch of white people. If I mention angels right now, what do y'all think of? Well, I know I saw an angel, and I know he was, okay, you just saw what you, if the Lord would have brought some people that say, I saw an angel one time. Let's address that. Well, I died and I saw the Lord. I saw the Lord and he was. Oh, somebody else saw the Lord and he looked a little different. So I don't know what to say about that. Well, let me ask you this. If you saw, you close your eyes and you saw the Lord and he was black with locks and nappy hair. <laughs> you said, get me behind me. You'd have called 911. <laughs> That's why he had to send a white angel to y'all. Even I'm talking about black folks. Now, for sure, white people. I mean, if, if the Messiah walked down the street right now of some of these white neighborhoods, I'm telling you, somebody would call 911. I mean, for real. Somebody would try to run over If y'all saw Job, if y'all, Job said he was black in Job 3030. But I'm saying, if we saw the patriots or the Bible, the patriarchs, our mind would be messed up. That's why, for my image, if y'all notice, you go to my my page, I got this image of these black, three black people, and I said Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob on my page at blogtalkradio.com slash five underscore smooth underscore stone. That's the reason I do that. I put those black images. Why do you always have your black images on Facebook? Why aren't you always showing these black Moses? Oh, you just obsessed with being black. Oh, you just so racist. No, I'm not. I'm trying to get, as Malcolm X says, you say you don't need this. I don't need no Africa. And Malcolm X says it. He says it. Why, you left your mind in Africa. <laughs> He's right. But it's true. I mean, this is reality. If it makes you feel uncomfortable, you don't want it to adjust your mind. Or if you can see the previous world and the Israelites and the Philistines, the Jebusites and the Malachites, you start throwing up. It looked like inner city Atlanta. So brother said, okay, I've enjoyed your program, and, and let's just go ahead and go there. 
well, what if you're right? What is what if, what if you are right? What if they were uh, uh, black? Where do white people come from? That is why we have in the study today. White skin, as you know it today. Yellow hair, as you know it today, was associated with mutation from the black skin. In biblical times, it was called leprosy. A, A form of leprosy. Not all of leprosy. A form of leprosy. Let me give you some more scriptures, and we'll try to see if we can finish Leviticus 13. But some more scriptures would be, we talked about Gehazi, 2 Kings 5, cursed with leprosy forever. We asked the question, where is his descendants? If they're cursed forever, there would be millions of them today. They are on our planet, and they don't look white like a piece of paper. White as snow just meant raw flesh, or what the scriptures call quick raw flesh, okay? Uh, Arden, did we get to read to where about yellow hair? Uh, we read some of it. Okay, because I want to definitely... Get a, well, we read the word yellow hair, which is nothing more than blonde. Okay, Matthew 26 and 6, we talked about, 26 and 6, we talked about that. Uh, Luke 17, 11 through 19, is the story of the ten lepers. What did Christ do when he cleansed them? He just turned whatever part of their body was raw, reddish white, to one tone. Some lepers was brown skin. These were, if you look at them, you say, well, that's a black person. But when they lift up their garments, they had this big old white spot and had a white hair inside of it. And they were to declare, unclean, unclean. This is Israel laws. This wasn't the law of the land. This was Israel laws. Other folks were probably riding around acting like they normal with this strange white hair inside of that white spot. Okay? But Israel was, Israelites was this. Uh, the priest was declared to declare these people unclean. They could not mix with Israel. Again, the Most High was picky, picky, picky. Some of y'all may not like it, but he did not want these people around because they was cursed that way or their descendants was cursed that way because of sin, because of sin, because of sin. They was cursed that way or their mama was cursed that way or their daddy was cursed that way. Somebody was cursed with this white skin or this white forever. So Israel was not allowed to have these people to be priests because rebellion ran somewhere in their family. That's really mainly why it was it not so much of the whiteness. Watch this, folks. Uh, so that's what Christ was doing. Some people was brown. They had a big white spot with the white hair. Christ would simply touch them, and that spot would get darker. Remember, when it became somewhat dark, when it became somewhat dark, they were they were cleansed. When it became somewhat dark, they were cleansed. One more time, when it became somewhat dark, they were cleansed, and that was good. So some of y'all that's charcoal black sitting there hating yourself, this is your day as far as that is concerned. You can't really glory in it because, again, Christ has come and none of it's making any difference. But you can always say that when it became somewhat dark, that it was cleansed. When it became somewhat dark, it was cleansed. Well, I don't like how this makes me sense. Why do you keep saying that? Because it's rubbing against your white supremacy. When it became somewhat dark, it was cleansed. When it became somewhat dark, it was cleansed. So, folks, I'm telling y'all, why would the Messiah come and be a white man? Why would the Most High make his Messiah, the, the, the leader, the, the person we're looking to for salvation, a white man? Why would he do it? He's going to make his Messiah, I guarantee you, the farthest thing from it. 
This is why his feet look like as though it was burning, bronze as though it was burning. This is why it says his hair was like wool in, yeah. in Revelation. His hair was white like wool. And some of y'all say, well, the scripture said it was white like wool. Yeah, but Daniel said like wool. <laughs> I just had to go there. But Daniel described it different. Daniel said hair like wool. Revelation said white like wool. You know how a nappy, a lamb, a lamb's hair is? Go try to run a comb through that stuff. Yeah, I told you so. Can somebody run a hair through that? Uh, comb through your hair right now? No, my hair is in lots. That don't mean if you got a perm, you're not, you know. But I'm saying this is why there's a growing movement of people trying to go back to their roots. Again, the Bible, all 66 books is full of nappy heads, locked up hair, can't get combed through. It's what some of y'all would call what some of y'all would call ugly looking Africans. That's the Bible. That's the prophets. That's the patriarchs. That's the greatest people of our planet that ever walked the planet. So sorry to tell you that. So today I issue out a bunch of citations. I arrest the white supremacy inside of you. Want everybody to take to type this word into the Google search or Yahoo search, the word alphas, A L P H O S, A L P H O S. A little science tip right quick. A little science tip right quick and we gotta move fast. Time is is that on us now. A L P H O S. If you're there, it reads this. Alphas is a form of non contagious leprosy. Formerly described by the physician Celsus, C-E-L-S-U-S, Celsus, under the name of vitiligo, a term now used for another skin disease, a term now used for another skin disease. Somebody changed this. I got another article. So what am I saying? Why did I just read that? Because this physician said, that alphas is a form of non-contagious leprosy. Formerly was called vitiligo. Here is a, a, a don't hit yes. It's going to erase your name. But here is a situation where a very popular physician named Celsus was saying that vitiligo was leprosy. Now they try to switch the meaning to mean this new definition. You got to look for stuff like that. I look for it all the time on the internet. All right, so check that out. Make a note of that. Those of you that's uh, making notes and you want to be able to present this to other people, that's very powerful. Here's another thing. Uh, I, another Arlene, read this right here. Here's another thing I found on the Internet, and I want her to read this. Again, a science tip. None whatsoever. They may be confused because in some Asian languages, similar words may be used for both diseases, and they can both cause white patches on the skin. In leprosy, however, the white areas are not usually smooth to the touch as in vitiligo, but may be dry and scaly. Unlike vitiligo, there is a quite common, le- common leprosy is almost unknown in this country. 
Okay, now I'm gonna comment. I make a somebody asked me or made a comment. I just want to mention quick on the on the in the chat room. They said um, uh, you know, if this is true, I would certainly volunteer to be cleansed. <laughs> I already know my wife would love it. I don't know exactly the angle they're coming at, but let me just go ahead and just say this, folks. Oh, hold on, they said earlier. Leviticus 13, the priest shall look on the plague. Okay, so he did just paste that. Okay, I have very most. If you could call me a listener, uh, this in no mind, Jesus vet. If you can call the line and, and explain this, if I really would appreciate it, you, the phone number is right there on the on the uh, page. But, folks, I just want us to think about what I've said, okay? And I'm going to tell you something else, okay? There's a lot of talk about uh, you know, white people being Esau. And I and I and I know a lot of talk on the internet about white people being Esau among the Israelites. I vehemently disagree, and here's why. Let's talk about the three sons of Noah, and I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk fast, so y'all got to really listen, okay? That's the last thing I'm going to nail because there's so much talk about it. White people are not no ancient anybody. They're even in history as a nation. You go so far back on the the, the hieroglyphics or the metronet or whatever you want to call it, they disappear at some point. They are not an ancient uh, nation. Yes, there's always been, there always been around white-skinned people mutating from black. Yes, yes, yes. But this whole business of white people being Japheth, it's not true. These people migrated from Africa. Albinos went to the Caucasus Mountains, went up in them hills of Europe. That's the only way white people can become a nation. This stuff is, just think about it, folks. That's the only way they can become a nation. They have to be separate. This is the whole purpose, like Francis Chris Wilson, Dr. Francis Chris Wilson say, this is the whole purpose of our oppression, why they, you know, one of the reasons they oppress us, they want to be separated. This is why the lies. But watch this. Watch this. They say the theory is that Japheth was the father of the white race, Ham is the father of the black race, Shem is the father of the yellow race, which came the Israelites. But I thank you, Most High, because what he did, he made Shem, I mean, Japheth, have the smallest amount of kids. <laughs> Shem had the second most amount of kids, and Ham had a whole lot of kids. Now, if they mixed, because there wasn't this racism that we have today or the nationalism. I mean, they had nationalism, but they, they mixed, folks, is what I'm trying to say. They would have annihilated Japheth. That kills your theory. There is no way you can get a white race out of those three sons if they're constantly mixing in Japheth or Yaphet having the smallest amount of kids. The only way white people can be a mighty people and an ancient people to where you can say this is Esau, this is uh, the Malachites, is they would have to migrate quickly away from those three sons and be off in the caves of, hills, of, hills of Europe for a long, long time. And that didn't happen. We know that didn't happen. We know that didn't happen. And and this is another way another way I kill your theory. And I'm not trying to hurt anybody as far as I'm I'm just, just sharing truth here. Another thing that kills a theory. Oh, help me, help me, help me, help me. I don't want to forget that. Uh is today, this is major, today they're only eight percent, according to the United Nations. The world is ninety two percent. Okay, the world is 92% non-white. And I got this concept last week I talked about called balancing the population. White people, wicked white people, not the white people we know, but the wicked white people in high places, 
they've murdered a whole planet full of people, none white. If we brought those people's descendants, 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 because those people would have, I mean, just think of over a million, a hundred million was killed in, uh, uh, in the Middle Passage, over a hundred million. If they lived and their kids lived and they mix, 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 there would be even less than even 8%, and we wouldn't be having this conversation. Your Honor, I rest my case. So we got to quit. There, Esau, all them people were black. Bunch of nappy head, lock worm, braid worm. Folks, that is your Bible. Again, if you can't handle it, I understand. Pray about it. Brother Seth, love y'all. I love y'all. I mean that with every sense of the word. Okay? I just mean that. So that's pretty much it. I don't have anything else to say because time has run out. But uh, all, all of you have anything to say? Yes, I'd just like to say, you know, just consider the information and just keep an open mind. The things that you've learned you want to hold on to, if case they're just not totally true, have an open mind and do the studying. All right, folks. That's it. Shabbat Shalom. I'm going to try to uh, – my computer's acting up, so look like uh, I run into this all the time. But anyway – just want to thank everybody for listening. My computer died on me. It didn't die on me. I know what's going on here, but they can't stop the word. So y'all got the word. Shabbat Shalom. I love y'all all. Let's just do this again uh, on next week. And don't forget, tomorrow, tomorrow at 11 o'clock Central Standard Time, Brother Seth is going to be talking about, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, 3.30, 3.30 Central Standard Time, where we're talking about, who are the true Israelites and going into the Bible and really bringing that out. So I want to see all you um, um, all you friends of mine then, um, uh, this person in no man, no mind, Jesus, we want to hear from you tomorrow at 3.30 East, uh, Central Standard Time when we talk about biblical proof of how we know Israel, okay? Shabbat shalom, everybody.